Little chance for White Moore! Nice first touch of the season. From 55, takes a little heat off the kick and puts it under the chest of Cody Waitman. Now Bontempelli inside 50 to Waitman again. A chance to kick his fourth. Welcome to the waterlogged and wounded one-eyed dog podcast. We're wounded because we're a man down and listeners... It'll be no surprise to you that Dave is the man down this week. If you listen last week, he told us he was on a mysterious trip to Northern Victoria where apparently there's no power or internet. So we've lost Dave. He's too busy to come on the podcast this week. But I'm here, Guy, with Smitty. Smitty is the waterlogged version of the podcast because Smitty was at the game last night, and anyone who watched it or was there will know that it was torrential rain. Smitty, are your feet still wet? Have you dried out? Well, good morning, Guy, and hello, listeners. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting back to Marvel when the roof is closed, and I never thought I'd say that because it sounds a little bit soft, but our seats were out in the open last night. They were just in front of the uh, Heritage scoreboard, which is a terrific scoreboard. It's It's a great ground to watch footy from to be fair, but they were out in the open. Um, we, we got there. I was there with my mum and my two boys, and the boys said, oh, look at these seats. These are great, and they were great for viewing, but that's when the water wasn't on my glasses and I could actually see what was going on. So <laughs> I need a little so it wasn't raining. my glasses. It wasn't no, raining no, when you arrived? Well, on and off. So we had we went over to the, the fan zone, which they did a good job of the sort of activations for, you know, kick to kick and all that sort of stuff. We did that beforehand. Yep. You know your night's not going well when you queue up, you do this, there's this activation, get a QR code and you can stand in the middle of this rotunda and it's got one of those 360 degree cameras that go around you. Have you seen that sort of, there's a oh, lot yeah. of footage these days on social media. And anyway, this sort of big light, you know, the, the TikTok spotlight that people have on their on their oh, screen yeah, that yeah. goes the around you 360 and you yeah. can sort of you can pull moves right and you can you can grab your jump or your scarf and anyway so we went right. and did this i thought this would be good we've got an hour before the game starts let's go and do this with the boys so i've downloaded the qr a couple of questions that's how, that's all sorted got to the front she said where's your qr code of course i've locked my screen and it wasn't there it disappeared so i'm back to back to the queue oh. and my nine-year-old son said nice one boomer Nice one, Boomer. I get a bit. I tell you what, my I get a bit of the Boomer stuff, and then my daughter said to me, which I I thought was very very funny. She said, "Imagine if Boomer Harvey was your dad, and then you just be constantly <laughs> nice one, Boomer. Nice one, Boomer." <laughs> but he's thinking, "Oh, they're curious. using my nickname. That's pretty cute." And they're like, "No, no, we're just calling you a yeah, Boomer, your right. old man." Exactly. Well, yeah, I had more right. of a Boomer that's moment right. because then. What happened was, so I finally downloaded all the, the the QR code again. We were next in line. They said, no, you guys jump back in. You know, you were, you were already queued up. Rain came. Oh, sorry. Got to put the plastic bag and the waterproof covering over all the electronic gear and all the equipment. So then I had to wait. So they shut down the activation. So again, another nice oh. one, Boomer, because I stuffed up the oh. first time. Anyway, we went for a kick to kick, came yeah. back. It was all going well. Got to the front of the queue. Um, then their equipment failed. The iPad went flat or the wrong contrast or whatever was happening. So it's not going well here. All we're trying to get is, and I'll, I'll put it on Instagram. It wasn't, it wasn't that effective anyway. Yeah. So then I was there. I'd met my mum by this stage. So I think, okay, fine. I said, mum, I need to duck to the toilet. Can you um, just stay with the boys while I duck to the toilet? She goes, yeah, of course, no problems. But of course, when they got to have their go, where's the QR code? In my phone, in my pocket, in the toilet. Oh. So- <laughs> 
So that's how my night well, started. Uh, and I did started. say, and let's leave all the bad luck here in the fan zone before we cross the torrents to head to Adelaide Oval. That's all the bad luck we're left there. Maybe that wasn't the case. Maybe I took some in with me. Well, we're sort of a few minutes into the podcast. We haven't even mentioned the game yet. I think there's a reason for that because it was... Well, you. you know those tough videos. meetings you have at work? You have a tough meeting. <laughs> yeah. You do a little small chat. You don't really want to get into it. Just avoiding yeah, yeah, starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the one that got away. That's what I feel like. Mm. I feel like we had that game, hook, line and sinker. Third quarter, gee, I was confident. We looked mm. good. We were handling the ball well. We seemed to be moving it better than they were, but we didn't capitalise on our opportunities and we didn't capitalise on the amount of ball use we had, I think. And then in the last quarter, uh, I mean, you were there. I don't know what happened. We just see, we just they they seemed to do what we did in the third, got a few on the board, and by then it was it was too hard to come back. So, I mean, let's take it from the top. Okay. It wasn't a bad effort, I think. I think the effort was there. Um, yep. I think we started well. I mean, Cody was unbelievable. How how different so good does that forward back. line look with Cody in it? I mean, we've always said he's got great energy and he attacks the footy hard. Like sometimes he throws himself at contests and everyone winces when he does because it looks a little bit scary. But it, it just gave us another spark. I mean, not only did he take a hanger in the first mm. couple of minutes and on a wet night, that was a great mark. But he was just a live wire, and he just he bounces on his toes like yeah. he just. And I think he lifts the other yep. players around him. So, I mean, we kicked four out of our eight goals. Took some telling exactly marks. Right. Was it, yeah, it was involved in a, in a lot of the game. So, absolutely great to have the flea back. There was a lot of excitement about Flea and Artie Jones playing together. Artie is. I keep saying to the boys and anyone I go to the footy with. I'm waiting for his. He needs that first goal. He he is going to have a breakout. Like I'm, I'm yeah. happy to con, um, yep. continue with Artie. I think if it works with Flea and Artie, but yeah, I, I think great to have Cody Wayne back. Just terrific. Yeah, and I think uh, with Artie, I mean, we've got to bear in mind that what's he played three games or something. Uh, you know, Cody's got a few seasons under his belt now, so you know, Artie's a developing player. He'll take time to build, as you know, as as they all do when they start. But it was great to see Cody. I'm not sure about the undercut uh, with the man bun. I'm not. Mm. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if that was Toby McLean's work or not. But I'm not sure about it. But it worked. Well, as two, um, you know, mid to late forty year old men, I don't think the haircuts really aimed at us, or it's not really our style. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> I'm just happy to try and keep some hair on my head at this stage. And wasn't it good to see him in the number three? Yeah. I think it's terrific. I mean, it's a big call, right? I mean, we've I think we've spoken before that uh, Andres Everett and yeah, Tony yeah. Campbell was that now not, no, not bad players was, and Tony took number six. Charlie six. Was, who else took three then? That it might have been Adrian Campbell. Adrian Campbell. Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah. So there's been a few players that have been given that number that, and I think numbers are sacred, I mean, particularly mm. when you've had the great Teddy Witten, Chris mm. Grant. There's been some, uh, and then Mitch Wallace as well. Yep. You know, like yep. a club. Absolute club favourite. So I think it's a big call where that number goes. It's probably the – I mean, there are some other famous numbers, like we've mentioned number seven because Dougie and Scott West and Lockie Hunter, there's you know some players that have worn that for a long time. But number three is our sacred number of the club, let's yeah, be honest. definitely. No question. No question. So it's a, big, and it's a big call, but I think Cody fits it. Oh, he did it proud last night, that's for sure. First time – in the number three, kicked four goals too, I think. Uh, as you said, took a couple of screamers, was just everywhere. At one point, I saw him sort of doubled over after he'd sprinted 50 metres mm. to get to a contest. Like he's just, 
His energy out on the field was fantastic. I thought he was really, really good. I thought Caleb Daniel was very good again. He's building, uh, I think, this year. You know, he probably, we sort of talked about him maybe being a little bit off uh, earlier on or just not the not the Caleb we knew, but I thought he was fantastic last night. Timmy was sensational again. I mean, he just goes from strength to strength. The Bont was great again, I thought. There were probably a few blokes who were a little bit off, but it's not an easy assignment heading over to Gatherand. And we talked about this. Why we ended up playing one of the Adelaide teams is beyond me. Uh, but, gee, I could tell from the um, tell from the footage that, gee, those Port Adelaide supporters, very objective, very, um, you know, learned in terms of understanding what a free kick is and, you know, when, when it's holding the ball or when it's dropping the ball. Obviously, very astute supporters. Is that, is that fair from on the oh, ground? <laughs> for anyone who has travelled interstate and watched their team, particularly whether it's Perth, Adelaide, Sydney or Brisbane, but particularly in the footy states, so if we're Ooh. talking about Adelaide and, and Perth, because they're two-team towns, when they go to the footy, it is 95% their supporters, 5% yeah. the opposition, who are generally in one bay, in one pocket, or behind the, the goals with the cheer squad. So they don't get the challenge of when we go to the footy, and it's 50-50 or whatever the, the, the mix is, where you... Of course, we're biased and we want the free kicks to go our way. But then you get a little voice from an opposition supporter saying, come on, mate, he had it long enough and, you know, he should have got rid of it earlier or whatever the, the dispute's yep. about. And you, in the back of your mind, you don't agree and you don't succumb to the opposition's opinion. But in the back of your mind, you're kind of going, yeah, well, I suppose he probably could have got rid of it earlier. <laughs> yeah, he did do a 7.20 and then dropped it. So yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, but, yeah, so yeah, but they yeah. don't get that balance of that little voice over their shoulder telling you to look at it through another lens or from another opinion. So they are so biased. There was once it was in their forward line. Caleb Daniel um, took it on the bounce. He'd held it for whatever the smallest version of a second is that yeah. you can record. <laughs> yeah. And he got tackled, kind of half pushed in the back. It was definitely play on. It wasn't really in the back and it was not holding the ball. And the whole crowd is, boom! Yeah. It's like, oh my. So I, I, on that stage, and it wasn't going so well for us, I was getting a bit frustrated. I said, learn the rules, you people. You're so biased. And I did get some support from a couple of blokes in front of me because they were Adelaide Crow supporters and they just hate <laughs> Port Adelaide. So <laughs> I did wonder if there were going to be many crows over there just barracking against port just for the sake of watching footy for the gather round. So there were a few of them there. Well, there was a few of everyone. Now we need to talk about gather round. So mm. as in Adelaide is buzzing. I've been here since Thursday night and restaurants, bars, a um, lot of activations. Uh, South Australia start their school holidays now or as in tomorrow or Monday. So it, there's a lot going on in Adelaide. It is really quite a good vibe here. But So have they, have they kept the pubs and everything open after 8pm? 8.30 Melbourne time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, good, good. Anyway, carry on. Yeah. So, um, and hello to all our South Australian listeners. Great to have you on board as well. <laughs> Dave, Dave, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Is he a listener or a presenter? I don't know these oh, days. He's, well, he listens more than he presents, that's for sure. <laughs> so, well, actually, so you mentioned that he's uh, he's unavailable because there's no mm. – I've got the microphone, the setup. I've got it. I had that in the hand luggage. That was my hand luggage was to bring yeah, the microphone I, to Adelaide. I, I noticed you've got the full kit. The, the headphones, headphones, the microphone. The You're still in South Australia, away yes. from home. Dave's yes. also away from home. What's he doing? Who knows? Having a kit, maybe. Who knows what he's doing? He's <laughs> well, it is early Sunday podcast. morning at the moment. <laughs> he's not on the podcast. Uh, um, um, all right, so South Australia's no, buzzing. Adelaide's up and yeah. up and about. 
Yep. So why, when there's two Adelaide teams, oh. why is one of them a double header? Now, you've been to lots of um, games. All our listeners have been to lots of games, and the getting in and out of a ground is pretty tough mm. at the best of times when it's close to full. So you're at Marvel and it's 35,000 or 40,000. It's, you know, little baby steps and you're hustling in and it's packed. If we try and do that while one team is leaving and the other teams are arriving oh. at the same time. It is. It I was absolute chaos. It mm. and it was pouring rain when this happened too. So it wasn't. Um, it wasn't great. That's for sure. Well, I mean, we all got there, of course, and it's not the end of the world. But it was. It was chaotic. The other thing is there were a lot of empty seats, and the reason being there were plenty of Melbourne and Essendon supporters that have made the trip. And if you're a family and you've watched your team and it's now seven thirty or six thirty by the time it's finished. You're not hanging around the rain to watch two other teams. You are getting out of there and getting back to your accommodation. So there were lots and lots of empty seats. And for a Port Adelaide home game, the stadium should have been full. Well, I could so, see that on the TV. And then at one point they put up, like, it's a it's a record Dogs v Port Adelaide crowd of 45,000 <laughs> or something. I'm yes. like, no, there's no way there are 45,000. I think it's because they sold 45,000 seats for the double header. But as you said, half of those people were gone for our match. Like, it literally looked half full on the telly. Is that what it was like there? Absolutely. I mean, look, also the pouring rain, a lot of people went for cover. Didn't help. Yeah. And, and yep. you know, were in the bars or just trying to find some standing room and keep themselves dry. But, yeah, 45,000, it's funny because it actually could be more than that because the four seats that I used, there was actually eight people who used those seats. My yeah, nephew, Matt, right. and his family who used them yep. for the Essendon Melbourne game. And then we came in. But we weren't all there at the same time, were we? No. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it's, look as we know, they do things a bit differently in South Australia. Uh, Dave, Dave is a testament to the fact they do things a bit differently. I think, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about the doubleheader routine, the forty-five thousand. I mean, you, you surely you can't claim that, but it's. I mean, they're all raving about the success of Gatherounds, so it sounds like they'll do it again next year. Here's a question for you: Would will you go back? I think I will. I mean, I would. I would actually love the dogs to play uh, a, another team at one of the suburban grounds. So yeah, there's yeah. they're playing at Norwood and they're playing at Mount Barker in the Adelaide Hills. I, I kind of wouldn't mind going to a suburban game and standing on the hill or finding a seat in the old grandstand or whatever it is. I think that'd be fun. Going to Adelaide Oval, it's just like another another round, like it was normal. Yeah, you know, yeah. and maybe for the Essendon and the Melbourne supporters going to watch their team on Adelaide Oval might have been something interesting, but it just felt like we were playing an away game interstate. Yeah, and absolutely. Another really, the, the, yeah. the Dogs-Port game should have been Friday night as a standalone game and not a double header. But yeah. regardless, I would go back. It has been fun, but unfortunately, we didn't get the result. Now, look, we didn't get the result. Now, why didn't we get it? Because I, like I said in, in the uh, start of the, of the podcast, I felt like in that third quarter, we flicked the switch and we were on top. And I felt like we were going to come out and, and finish it off and win the game. So f- from someone who was there, what what changed? Why why didn't we get over the line? Well, you mentioned uh, Cody Waitman. We spoke about him, how good he was. Now, he wore number 19 last year. Now, the guy wearing 19 this year, Liam oh, Jones, I thought he was terrific. Like I forgot to mention him. He was unbelievable. Outstanding. Like, yep. he really nullified Dixon. Dixon started coming up the ground to get involved. And at one stage, Dixon was um, he was in our forward line. He was at the other end of the yeah. ground. So yeah. he was moving around. So I just thought he was brilliant. 
Um, we'll talk about the positive first, and then we'll say maybe why we didn't get okay. over the line because yep. Timmy English just continues to dominate, and he's not getting the accolades he deserves. And I don't think it really bothers him. He's a pretty uh, – they call him the big chill. I think he's that kind of yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, he was amazing. I mean, Bond again. He plays like he's under Marvel with no wind or no rain every time he's out there. He was brilliant as well. Trelaw had a lot of the ball. Um, and to, to be honest, yeah, we noticed the father son combination of um, Oscar Baker and Ed Richards team a number of times <laughs> together. <laughs> I, I said to the kids last night, and mark mark my words, what are we? The sixteenth of April, Ed Richards. If he's not careful. He's going to end up in the All Australian team, and his old man Oscar Baker, he has just slotted into the club. I, th- I thought he was pretty solid too. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think he's got a, um, a bit more physicality than I thought he might have. But as, as yeah. he's like a you know a strong likes the contested footy kind of wingman. So yeah. there wasn't a lot wrong last night, to be fair. And I did walk away going, "Well, they had a crack. They were throwing themselves yeah. in." We did try the slick handball game, which I'm not sure. It, it worked a lot of the time, and I was actually amazed thinking they're doing a terrific job in these conditions to flick that ball around and try and get out the back. The effort was there. There's no doubt about it. Bevo did say in his press conference that he didn't think Alir Alir had much of an impact. Where What? I thought, I thought he was. I, I, I thought he did. <laughs> I, I certainly did. Well, I, I, thought he, I certainly thought he did when he tripped Norton over in the goal square when Norton was scrambling to pick that one up and kick it off the ground. And Alir tackled him by the shins and got away with it, but he certainly stopped the ball. And he took a number of intercept marks. Uh, he killed a number of balls coming in. I thought, he, I, thought, I thought if he hadn't played, you know, it would have made a big difference. I don't know what game I, Bevo was watching. I thought the same. Whether Bevo's trying to deflect the uh, attention somewhere else, but uh, he did say that. So I thought Alir Alir was good. Uh, look, I think... The, the, the momentum of the game, and we've spoken about this before, it's really hard to dominate four quarters. It's ebbs and flows. And in those conditions, it was always going to be close. I did feel pretty good after we got all those goals. And I put those up. Oh. On, I, they were all in front of me too. So they were up on our story at, yeah. uh, at Western Bulldogs podcast on Instagram. Yeah. I got some great vision of Cody's goal and Bont's goal. And I, I kind of felt not comfortable, but like, no, we've sort of got the game on our terms and it seems to be going okay. But, then again, we're playing on poor time deck and they've got the crowd behind them. And the crowd was pretty quiet, to be honest, until really the last quarter when they got their nose in front and a bit of momentum. And, you know, I mean, they kicked one of the goals from right in front where I was sitting. You know, it was 45 out in the boundary on the wet night. Like, it was just oh, that was an, an unbelievable kick. kick. I mean, yeah. you probably couldn't that do a, that. That was a match Twice winner. in a row. That was a match winner. Yeah. 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 And then Timmy O'Brien's cross goal, little pass, and intercepted, oh. and that was the sealer. Oh, so no. that, that yeah. was... Uh, <laughs> That's the way the night ended for us. And I, I, I think the effort was there. The intensity's there. We are two and three. It's not a disaster. If you mm. think we've played Melbourne, who, I mean, I know they lost yesterday, but most people think it's still they're going to be good. Yeah. You, well, they are a good side. You're right. You, and let's be honest. I don't think you can judge any team's form on this round, whether they're playing a Mount Barker nah. or Norwood Oval or it's, nah. it's, you know, Essendon, Melbourne on Adelaide Oval. Everything's unique and it's quite a different feel. So I wouldn't be judging any team on their output of this round. But we have played Melbourne, St Kilda, who at the time we thought was a terrible loss, aren't going so bad. I mean, they've got a big test yeah. coming. We'll see how they go. We've played Brisbane at home, which was a great win. Richmond on the G, and for all Bulldog supporters, a win on the G is a big notch in our belt. So we love that. Then we've played Port at home. So, mm. you know, we, we have had a reasonably tough run. I'm not saying... Uh, 
you know, I'd love to be. We win last night with three and two. We're probably thinking about how well we're going. This just puts you know the the pressure on. I suppose all the screws are, um, are down a bit more. But we still have ten matches at Marvel. We've got two in Ballarat, which we've got a good record in Ballarat. I know the last time wasn't great, but we've got a good record. I'm going to say who we've got coming up. I'm not saying we're going to win mm. them all, but we probably should win these. We've got Hawthorne twice, GWS twice, Frio twice, West Coast once, and then Port Adelaide back at home uh, and North Melbourne. So not saying they're all wins, but we've played some tough teams and our run does get easier from here. Well, it does get easier, but does it not get harder first? Because we're aren't we heading to Perth? On Friday night, now, how I don't know how Freo's going, to be honest. I haven't seen much of Freo. Uh, the only thing I've seen is a rumour that Nat Fife's coming to the Bulldogs. I don't know if you've seen that rumour. but I, I have I'm not seen that rumour. Listeners, if you know, I would love to some detail on that. If anyone's got some information, hit us up <laughs> on Instagram or Twitter and let us know. That's the, Other than that, uh, look, I haven't seen a lot of Freo, but whenever you go to Perth, it's a big assignment. And my understanding is the boys aren't even coming home between – gather around in Perth. They're actually, they're halfway there, so they're just going to keep going. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. They've committed that when they left for this game, it was, let's do a road trip. And mm. now, after a tough loss, I reckon a road trip's not the worst thing. Keep the group together. You know, is there some bonding exercises? Is, let's do something a bit different and keep the group, keep it positive, and uh, let's see what happens. But yeah, they're on their way to Perth. So we just mentioned that the Bulldog team and the the coaches and the officials are heading to Perth. We mentioned they might be doing some team bonding exercises or get the group Ooh. nice and close together. Ooh, yeah. Now, there's, there's <laughs> team bonding can go one or two ways. It can galvanise yeah. and get the group really tight and can have some positive uh, effects or it, uh, it can backfire. God, do you have a story about some uh, bonding <laughs> that hasn't gone well, the way it may have intended? I mean, it's probably different for footballers because they spend a lot of time together half of them live in the same house they're all roommates and all the rest of it but i've had the experience where i was told i was going away for a work bonding session and it was an overnighter and i thought okay all right well you know that's all right we'll head off to somewhere probably in in country victoria and we'll get a nice little motel eat uh, motel room each and you know that'll be lovely and uh just coming into the session i discovered that we weren't going to a nice motel we were going to a conference facility where Mm. he had like one bedroom and another bedroom and in between Mm. the two bedrooms was a shared bathroom (laughs) and i thought hang on hang on a minute i don't know about this and then i found out that the shared bathroom could be with anyone who's staying at the facility, not even necessarily someone I worked with. And I said, <laughs> I said, no, nah, no, nah, that's not happening for GBS. I said, I don't care what it costs. I'll upgrade to the room where I get my own bathroom. I don't wander in the morning and there's some bloke stepping out of the shower <laughs> who's I've never seen in my life and never want to see again. So I offered that and uh, they actually, the facility didn't have it. But I did have a very understanding boss at the time who made sure that I got a room that wasn't paired with another. Because that's not the kind of bonding experience I'm looking for when I go away. And I think, you know, when you're doing all those icebreakers, it's hard enough. 
doing it with people you work with, but you don't want to be running into strangers at 6.30 in the morning getting yourself ready for the buffet breakfast. Is that fair? Am I, am I, am I, I think that's there, absolutely that fair. <laughs> I think, and can I ask, the shared bathroom was the, was it a, a, a one stop all with the shower and the toilet and everything in there? So, oh yeah, you know, yeah, oh yeah, oh, so... all, one in all in. <laughs> <laughs> you could stick your you head get around to know the your shower, neighbour pretty well, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, you're so... almost done there, mate. I'm about to get out. How are you going with your teeth? <laughs> Yeah, five minutes in the shower. Leave some hot water for me, would you, buddy? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that is not what you're after. Not oh. my idea of a good time. Not my idea of a good no. time. But I think the boys will be having a better time than that. As I said, they all know each other so well. They spend so much time together. It would be interesting. I suppose they'll be posting this week about what they're doing in terms of their, um, you know, prep for the game and all the rest of it. But it's got to be hard to be away, doesn't it? For any, I mean, it's got a bit of that sort of COVID cup feel about it, just being away for a couple of weeks. They're only young boys. Are some of them, well, they getting homesick or is it still an adventure? Do you remember? Do you remember being 19? Well, Do you remember well there's two things there. We did make the grand final in, in a COVID year, so maybe that's not bad for us to get the group yeah, back together. Yeah, fair. Yeah. The, second thing I was, the second thing is, when I was 19, I wouldn't mind a road trip and stay in a nice hotel and hang out with your mates <laughs> and kick the footy and have a massage and a, probably a couple of spas. And I'd even share a bathroom. Now, Smitty, the one thing we haven't talked about, we've sort of saved the best for last here. It was a bit of coverage of him during the week in the lead-up. The great man, Tom Liberatore, played his 200th. Hasn't he been an absolute star for the club? Well, I've mentioned a few times about him being the barometer or the Mm. spiritual leader or the bloke you want to take in the trenches with you, and we just love him. I mean, he's a fan favourite because nothing seems to faze him. He's such a tough footballer. He's, I mean, we loved his dad because of his tenacity and his courage and all those things. Um, and and Liber Senior was an absolute star when he won, you know, the best and fairest in 19. His reserves and the brown low. So that's how good mm. he is. But Liber Junior has all of that and probably better skills. And that's probably yeah. to do with the fact that the game has moved on and Liber Senior, when he started, wouldn't have been professional full-time footballer and Liber Junior is. But, He's just got everything. He's he's a great shot at goal too, but he hardly misses. Oh, he's a beautiful and kick. I yeah. just love him out there. His hands are elite. He's he's a bit left to center. Like he's a funny mm. guy. Like he's not yep. your typical, uh, you know, come out of an academy elite kind of sportsman. He's, he's his own unique individual. I think I read that when he finishes work, he wants to be a social worker. Which oh, you know he, he's not going down the fire brigade or the uh, I might yeah, go into an NBA yeah. or any of those sort of yeah. cliche sometimes um, career opportunities. He wants to do some social work, and I think that's about Liber. Like he's a people person. He's I think he's he thinks differently. He's definitely unique. Um, but as far as a footballer, I just love watching Liber out there. And I think my I, I did get a photo with Liber at the captain's run yes. at South Adelaide Footy Club, and I'll put that up on Instagram. And uh, I sent it to my daughter who couldn't make this trip, and she goes, Dad, is your life complete? And I'm like, yeah, I've got a photo with liver. <laughs> pretty happy. <laughs> well, there was, I love uh, him. As I, as I said, a fair bit of coverage of him during the week, and you, there's that great footage of him running out with Tony, his old man, <laughs> in Tony's last game, and there's young liver with the hair slicked back, and uh, you know, he's a very clean-cut youngster back then. <laughs> Looks a little different now. Would have been a lot of pressure on him coming to the club. You know, his old man's a Brownlow medalist, obviously yeah, true. a legend at Footscray, played something like 280 games himself, I think, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm right on that. His name almost synonymous with the dog. So 
having to come in there and and make his own name and and stay at the club and and be a one club player and and really I think as you've said he's created his own legacy as mm. Tom Liberatore who is is just is I, I totally agree with you he's got all the hard nut aspects of his dad and he's and, and Tony I know is probably a listener why wouldn't he be uh, and he'll forgive us for saying that Tom's skills definitely I, I think are silkier. He's, he's got a great footy brain, the way he uses the ball. But then when we need him to be in and under a pack, he's in and under a pack. And he, <laughs> you just love the way he just gives a little shove, just a little bit of physicality, <laughs> just to let him know he's around. He can't do it quite the way his old man did because you get a lot of weeks for a lot of the stuff Tony used to do. But he still has a strong physical presence on the ground, which I really like. And I think that... You know, for the other boys on the ground, especially the young players, imagine being on a team knowing Libba's there for you. Oh, you'd, you'd be fearless, wouldn't you? You're like you walk taller. battle with uh, yeah, exactly. You walk taller. That's exactly right. So he's been an absolute legend of the club and you know, a well deserved two hundred. And he did his knee, he missed a year, didn't he? Has he done that twice or just the once? I think, I think just twice, once. but I remember because it once was in a practice match. That's at right. the Witten yeah. Oval against Richmond. That's I was right. there that day, and yes. it was one of those ones where you just twist which have twisted yep. thousands of times and you just twist yep. a millimetre the wrong way and it's full season, full ACL, you know, out for the year. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so to bounce back from that and let's, you know, we can talk about it. He had some issues off the field as well and, mm. you know, he was, mm. he was in some, uh, some, some situations where I'm sure if he could turn back time, he'd like to. But that probably shows the character that he is to, to rebuild from that and get himself right, focus on his, his personal life and his health and his fitness and come out and be yep. an absolute superstar. Yeah, yeah, and you know he's certainly not showing any signs of slowing down. The way he charges out there in the middle, and and <laughs> you're right, yes, you know we've all been young men and <laughs> made, made mistakes. Absolutely, you know he's a family man now. Uh, he's got at least one kid. I'm not sure he might have more than one. And my son says to me, "Imagine if Liver was your dad, <laughs> just rocking up in the morning, and there's Liver sitting there having his wee mix." <laughs> I'm glad you don't take that personally. Well, I do feel like there's a little bit of, oh, imagine if Libba was your dad and not you. Yeah. <laughs> so wonderful effort from Libba. Great to see him out there. Congratulations. Tom Liberatore on his 200th game. Oh, Smitty, what else have we got? Well, it wouldn't be a one-eyed dog podcast without a hot jam donut update. Oh, Actually, this is good. Yes, an interstate update. What have we got? Yeah, interstate update. So we've mentioned that Marvel need to lift their game as far as oh, having yeah. the, the amount of jam donuts available oh, at halftime. Who would have thought? Just have some cooked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On this cold, wet night, and uh, what about your son? Uh, my boys, we're leaving home, and I'm saying, mm. boys, it looks pretty cold out there. It's, it's wet. Oh, you got, you got, you got all your gear? Shorts and a T-shirt. <laughs> Both in shorts. Both of them in shorts. <laughs> I had tracksuit pants. I had jeans. I had oh. whatever the gear. Nah, they will be right in their shorts. So they are sitting there in their shorts. To be fair, it wasn't that cold, but it was definitely very wet. So they're yeah. in the shorts. They're pretty cold. Dad, can we get some hot jam donuts? And I'm looking at them with their goosebumps on their legs. And I'm like, right, come on, let's go and get some hot jam donuts at, at, at half time. Anyway, you know, new stadium. Don't know where all the outlets are. There's the bar. Then they actually, to be fair to Adelaide, they, well, they kind of. They have certain outlets and facilities for certain foods. Now, if you want oh, to get multiple things, it's challenging. But when you only uh, want one thing, okay. 
You know yeah. what you do? You go straight to the hot jam donut outlet. That's all they sell. That's all they sell. Just special cinnamon and jam, and that's it. That's if you want. If you want a burger, nick off up the hallway and go somewhere else. So, I don't want it. I don't it, want it. Well, I've got to say, the donuts were terrific. The yep. service and the speed, it was in and it was out because there was no one out trying to grab a Coke. There's no one out trying to lean over and grab the chips. Yep. It was yep. just – and these chefs, they're obviously on to cook donuts. So they were there. <laughs> so Adelaide Oval, big tick to you for having good quality donuts and lots available at halftime. Well, I didn't think there'd be a lot we could learn from the South Australians. Uh, <laughs> and again, hello to all our South Australian listeners. <laughs> but – if there's one reason for Dave to call it the great state, I reckon that's it. The single-use jam donut outlet. It actually sounds like the kind of place I really want to go to watch the footy. So maybe I'll be there next year <laughs> on Gather Round just for the jam donuts. <laughs> All right. Well, that is just about it for us today. I think we've got Frio coming up next week. We had a tough night at the office last night. A lot of rain. Didn't get over the line when we thought we would. We're down to two and three. We need to even it up for three and three. We haven't had any listener uh, call-ins this week, uh, so we would encourage you, send us your thoughts, record a voice message. I have to say after last week, we had, well, we had a double header. We had Big Jim, and then we had the other caller who called in to just question Dave's commitment, which is probably speaking on behalf of most listeners. I have to say, though, Smitty, did you hear from Big Jim during the week? No, and he's generally pretty good at sharing his thoughts on our podcast or the doggies' performance. He always sprinkles a little bit of tigers how they're going into those text messages. It's very quiet, unless he's still up at Bright sharing that chicken palm with Jack Rewell, although Jack Rewell's here in Adelaide. So maybe is he? I don't know. But yeah, JJ, haven't heard What happened, Jim? Maybe he's hurting. He might be hurting because of the loss. So, mm. Jim, our thoughts go out to you. We'd love to hear from you. Just let us know you're okay. And anyone else who wants to submit a message. Look, if you were if you were at Gather Round, like Smitty, if you were there, give us a little voice message. Let us know how it went. Or if you're heading to Perth, let us know. Because we always love to hear about tales on the road. So if you're heading to Freo to watch the Freo game this week, or you are at Gather Round with Smitty, Give us your thoughts, or if you just got anything you want to say on the podcast, it's all anonymous if you want it to be. So we're very, very happy to go live. Now, Smitty, you are looking fervently at your phone like you've got something you're going to drop in the last <laughs> minute of the podcast. You're doing a bit of a dive there. Have you got something, or are you just organising the rest of your day in Adelaide? No, no, I have got something to talk about. If anyone is yeah. making the trip over to Perth, get on Twitter and follow at WA Doggies. This is a Western Bulldogs Perth-based supporter group. They organise pre-game and post-game oh, events. Brilliant. So they'll, uh, then I think they even might have some players at some of their activities. But jump on Twitter. It's at WA Doggies if you're making your way over to Perth and get involved with that group there. Let's hope we get up, we get the win, we get back to three and three, and we'll be recording again next week to give you all our thoughts. Thanks as always for tuning in. Smitty, hopefully Dave will be back with us. Let's see if we can get this. There's only two of us. I reckon we can get this right. Here we go. One, two, three. Go, go dogs. You <laughs> know, I still didn't get it. That's the South slow. Australia delay. Go, All right. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs>